Talk about it with Fran Jazz. Today we have two special guests. Returning guest, Michael Mukatosh and Yonker's very own, Reverend Kareem Dorsey. Yeah. Thank What's you up? very much, guys, for being here. Thank you for having me, man. My pleasure, Thank my pleasure. Thanks for having us. Of course, of course. How you guys doing today? I feel excellent, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in a great place, man. How about yourself? Very good, very good. I'm excited for this one. Very okay. excited for this one. I already know it's going to be deep conversation. I'm ready for it. I'm excited myself. <laughs> How about you, Mike? How you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Thank you. Thank you. Hope all is well. All is well. All is well. <clears throat> Let's start off with where were you born? Yonkers, New York. Native. Native. All three of us, right? Yeah. Yonkers, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, Born and bred. Born and bred. Beautiful. St. John's. St. John's. St. John's baby. Yeah, yeah. St. John's. John's baby unit, man. I'll give you. I'll give you a fun <laughs> fact. Baby unit. Baby unit. I was the biggest baby in a hospital for a month and a half. She said. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was ten and a half pounds, twenty-two and a half inches. Wow. C-section. Whew. Yeah. God oh, bless. Man. Yeah, I don't God know if I still got that record, but yeah, yeah. God bless. That's awesome. That's awesome. So today we'll bring in we'll bring in Reverend Kareem here from from the church. What was the the name of the church? The chapel that used to that was New Creation Adam? New Creation Tabernacle of Fellowship. But I have recently launched um, the Body at Duchess. It's a twofold. Um, that there is an online component where people do join us on Zoom. But also in my house, man, you know, with my family simultaneously, and people do come in and fellowship with us in, in the home, man. And, and you know, and we started in March of this year, man. And you know, hopefully, we're going to continue to grow. More people have joined us on, online, man, than they have joined us, you know, in person. But you know, I'm believing that we're going to continue to grow, man. So shout out to the body at Duchess. That's, Talk about it. That's a physical church in Duchess, as well. It's, it's in my home. Oh, okay. It's in my home. Okay. Man. It, it's it's a ministry uh, that I that has started in my home. But like I said, there are people who also join us on Zoom, man, who are not local to the area. Some people not even you know within the state, so they join us, man, and you know we 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 learning and going forward on you know online. Let Let's start in the beginning. The the one you had in Yonkers. How how that would come about? That was your first location, right? Um, that is actually a ministry that my parents started in in the house, um, nineteen eighty nine. Man, you know, uh, my, my my dad and, and my mom, and you know, and, and and um, they had an assistant pastor. They came together, man, and and we started out in the house, and then the ministry grew too big for the house, and you know, we we launched out into another location. And I think we had about three different locations in total, man. But, you know, during the pandemic, um, my mom shut it down because my, my father passed away in 1997. And my mom kept the ministry work going. Um, so during the pandemic, you know, we just kind of uh, shut it down. And they, they are also, you know, online as well, doing work on Zoom, man, and also doing work on Facebook and YouTube. And that was in Yonkers Avenue, right? That was in Yonkers Avenue. Yeah. Oh, get that little the white church, I think, right by the past the raceway. No, no, no not, not, that not, not that building, man. It was um across the street, across the street from 
the casino now. You say oh, you, right. you still yeah. say the raceway. That's how oh, you know yeah, you, yeah. you grew up here. You know what I'm saying? With, the Westchester County Fair. In Westchester County that Fair. That was man. one fair. But you know, uh, across the street from the, the the casino, man. So yeah, we were there for for a few years. You know, and you know that the raceway's still there though. It is. It's behind it still. Yeah. The track. The track. The, the track. Actual, okay. yeah, yeah. The actual raceway. Still yeah, but there, now right. it's known for the casino. Yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah. going forward, but they got. But you know oh, what yeah. they do now? Now they have the in-house betting for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need you to open that church probably now. Oh man. Yeah. So you can go pray and then hope yeah. you know try to win, try and to then win. when you lose your money, go back <laughs> and pray <laughs> for forgiveness after that. But if you hit, come drop a couple stacks on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you get a hit. But yeah. if you hit, remember us. Yeah. <laughs> right. The collection play is going to go Absolutely. through the casino. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> through the casino. Damn. Oh, man. Uh, Westchester Community College. What What did you go there for? Business administration. You say, um, like, like you didn't like it. Um, In my mind, entrepreneurship was, was the way to go. I still believe, you know, I still believe it. You know, it's, it's a way to go, man. But I didn't... I went into healthcare and I didn't uh, pursue business to the magnitude that I thought that I would, um, which is why you know I initially took it up, man. But yeah, that was that was the WCC journey. Business school's a trap, man. <laughs> it is because you end up with a sales job unless you focus in economics or accounting or a specific field that's closer to the numbers. Everything in school around numbers and science. Is gold, bro. It's it's almost guaranteed because most people shy away from anything with math. Makes sense. Yeah. So. I had a my minor was supposed to be accounting. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. minor, you look I, like an accountant right now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, bro, your W twos. Too too slow for me, man. The number crunching was way too slow for me. Accounting so. was uh, pretty boring. The courses. Because there was never like the teachers were straight accountants. Yeah. So they went. They went. They didn't make it fun yeah. or interesting like that. So how did you become a reverend? So it was kind of like the family business almost, no? Ah, uh, wow! I, just, I hate to say, I hate to say it that I way, man. Business, but um, you you <laughs> they say you know you like it's a rocket. <laughs> no. You, you you sit you stay in the kitchen long enough. I think you'll eat. You know what I'm saying. So, yeah. just a strong admiration always. You know, for my parents and and how they moved and and helping people and, and sharing the word, man. And just uh, I started studying the word when I was about 14 years old. Um, started for the wrong reasons. I did it too because I wanted to impress girls. Like I wanted to. <laughs> no, seriously. Like that's really why I started studying the Bible. Like I really. Well, where are the girls at the church? Gotta anywhere, gotta anywhere. Anywhere. Yo, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, man. Like, you know, uh-huh. that was that was the motivation at the time. Like, I'm I'm gonna learn something um so I could sound smart. Okay. I could sound smart, I can impress, you know, impress girls and you know, it just He didn't I'm I'm sure he didn't know there was other things to do to yeah, so oh man, that that was my motivation. Man. I don't, oh man, out of fourteen year old, that's pretty advanced. Yeah, that, I gotta yeah, yeah, that's impressive. You should have been going after college girls, though. Yeah, you probably would have. I, I I probably was going after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so when did it click that that this is more than just a a way to get girls? There's actually something real behind it. Like when it actually felt felt it. 
Um, I would say late teens, early twenties. Late teens, early twenties. That's when I started to. I started to in, entertain the idea of you know of of ministry, and I had started preaching. You know, like I think I I, I think the first time I actually spoke, I was probably about thirteen years old. Now I think I spoke for like a, a minute and thirty seconds in church. I was so nervous. It was like, oh God! Like my parents asked me to do it though, so I wasn't gonna tell my parents no. So I, mm. they said, you know, I got about you got about five to seven minutes. I was. I sat down in like 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking, a minute's a long time. A long time. A very long Especially time. Especially if you don't know what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. So somewhere in my, 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 my late teens, early 20s, um, really began to lock in and study because I wanted to know and understand. Like I wanted to know. It wasn't just, you know, entertainment at that time. Then it became like, I really, I want to understand what I'm reading, man. And even then, still still a journey ahead and i'm on a journey still now you know what i'm saying but even at that time still a still a journey ahead still learning still growing man not not um not wanting to say no but still not knowing that eventually i would completely give it my yes that makes sense of 100 percent, of course how does one become a reverend Honestly, man, it really is, is is really contingent upon what they call the the denomination or the organization that you're in. You know, um, depending on what organization you belong to, there's you know there are different criteria. Um, some have a formal theological training. You know, going to school. Um, you definitely should should have done some type of serving within your church. You know, within your local church. Um, some some level of serving before you you know you just hit the pulpit and decide that you're gonna pass the people, you know. So I've I've done a level of serving, um, teaching, you know, taught Bible study for a number of years, um, got experience and training under my belt relative to you know sharing the word, um, experience and training relative to serving both within the house, meaning within the church and you know also in the community outreach, um, homeless shelters, feeding people on the street, um, things of that nature, man. So like I said, depending on what organization or denomination, I should say, you know, you belong to, there's a different criteria, but definitely you should have done some level of serving. Um, definitely some, some level of, of training at a theological level, you know what I'm saying? If, if not going to school all the way, definitely sitting on this somebody who has some level of education and understanding of the word like a priest would have to like catholic priest i believe if i'm not mistaken have to have like a phd in theology i believe oh don't make me lie i don't know bro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? i don't know don't make me lie, don't make what me be, lie. <laughs> from what you do know what's the difference between a priest and a and a reverend or a minister well primarily we can get married yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's you know, the one that that's, most people know. Yeah, that primarily we can, you know, we can get married. Um no vows of of abstinence or celibacy, no no vows of of, of poverty. Um you know, I, and I don't no want to speak poverty. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want I don't see it, and I don't want to speak loosely because I don't know I'm not 
well versed in their requirements. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to speak too loosely, man. But um, definitely, like I said, you know, you, you, we can get married. Um, I don't know what their what their training is. I what don't know. denomination is your church? I don't really live in. I don't really live by a denomination. So is it one of the like? From what I hear, I hear like there's people would say oh, I'm Baptist or I'm non-denominational. Is that the category? I would say non-denominational, but oh, you know, I, I started when I was born. We were in a Baptist setting. Um, we were in a Pentecostal setting. We were in, a, I believe, an independent assemblies of God setting, man. So I've had, you know, got my been able to get my feet wet in a, in a few different circles, man. But I don't, I don't really subscribe to a denomination per se. Do you think the many sects of Christian of Christianity? Hurts the religion or helps the religion as a whole, as like the whole body of Christ of all of the Christians in in the world? I would say it depends on who you're speaking to. You know, some people, um, some people celebrate the differences from a standpoint of saying, look, you know, y'all are divided. There's so much confusion, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then some people celebrate the differences from the standpoint of saying, I may not get it from this group of people, but I have an opportunity to get it from this group of people as long as I get it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. That makes that makes a lot of sense. I like it. <laughs> yeah. do, do, does your church partake in the seven sacraments that the Catholics partake in? What are the seven? So baptism, baptism is the first, yeah. uh, penance, or the uh, ability to do confession. Confession. Uh, communion, holy communion. Communion. Because remember, the Catholics, we believe that, I grew up Catholic, uh, we believe that the, the Eucharist, the bread, is the body, the body of and Christ and not just the representation and the of, and the blood is, the wine yeah. is, becomes, not just symboli symbolizes the body and blood, it is the body, the body and blood. His blood. Yes. Um, so that would be the communion, and then there's marriage, or no confirmation, and then it's confirmation is like your oath, like that you're a hundred percent down with the religion as like an adult or a young adult. There's a little more to it. Um, yeah, from a ceremonial standpoint, yeah. we don't we don't really do confirmation. Yeah, and then yeah. after that, there's marriage, and if you don't get married. Uh, I guess something that has to do with becoming a priest or a nun. Yeah, that's the I vow. That's, that, the, that's the vow. Oh, the vow. Yeah. Yeah, the vow, of celibacy or abstinence. And, and then the last one I, I is we don't the do the anointing vow. of the sick, or something about before you pass away, they like they pray for you. I believe I know it's called the anointing last of rites. the sick. Last rites. We call the anointing of the sick. Um, yeah. So the seven sacraments. That's Catholic centric, right? Like orthodox, I'm sorry. Like orthodox does everything when you're born. So when you're born, you get your penance, your communion, your confirmation, everything. The first four is all wrapped up in one ceremony. Uh, yeah, we we we, and I want to be careful of the language that I use, man. We participate in 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 ceremonies, but we're not. You use the word, you know, you, everything is wrapped up. Um, we participate in the ceremonies, man. Like we, we definitely do communion, um, definitely participate in, in, in baptism, but it's more where, where I live at. And when I mean where I live at, I'm saying spiritually where I live at now, it's, it's more, 
what is your relationship with the Lord like? You know, what is your understanding of the word and how are you growing in your relationship with the Lord based off of your understanding of the word? Mm. You know, you, you can participate in, in sacraments all day and all night, you know what I'm saying? And, and your heart is still, you know, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there could be a good roadmap. <clears throat> I can see it serving good as a roadmap for, for people to follow, you know, like, um, well, except for like the baptism, I like that. And, I, and correct me if I'm wrong. In your in your sect of Christianity, you're not like born and heavy up get them baptized, right? You get no. baptized as an adult when you're fully aware to commit to it, correct? I was baptized very early on as a child, but I was baptized because I was able to articulate why I wanted to be baptized, and and, and it lined up. Okay, how old was that? I was about four years old. Four years old, wow. Yeah. Oh, so you're like an honorary Catholic almost. <laughs> God, God forbid. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about four years old, man. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah, I, um, like I said, you know, we, we participate in the baptism, man. Definitely, definitely participate in the communion. Um, no, no vows of, you know, if you want to take a vow, that's, that's your business to take a vow, man. But, uh, don't we don't participate in that at all and I, I can't you know stress that enough not and I and and let me be very very mindful man that I'm not against that as a roadmap you know if, if that is how you've lived your life and, and found your relationship with the Lord man by all means I'm not opposed to it I just you know I can't pretend like I subscribe to it my whole life because I haven't you know but I'm, as long as you find the relationship you're okay with it yeah, I'm not. Yeah, a, I don't. Absolutely. I don't have anything against Catholicism. I don't. You know, there are people who, who you know, want to like to poke holes in it. You know, from from a theological standpoint, man. But I don't have enough under my belt um, to be so concerned about what they're doing, man. I, I'm way more focused on the journey that God has me on, and you know, who He has me leading, man, um, than to you know consume my time with they're not doing it the way that I think that they should do it. I'm not on that. Do you believe in the law of attraction? I'm not well versed in it. I'm not. I'm not well versed in it, man. I I know you know one of your guests, man. You know that that's that's something that they dive into. Um, yeah, his book is on Amazon. Bro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I know right. John Clash. Yeah, yeah. Yonkers, another Yonkers cat. Another another Yonkers cat. I you know. Yeah. We 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 connect. I connect with him, man, from the you know from the standpoint of, of knowing the word, man. But I've never dealt into the, I've never dealt into the law of attraction or any of that. In a nutshell, I, I'm not gonna pretend like I know what it is exactly either. I think you know a little more than me. But in a nutshell, it's like you project what you want, therefore you get what you want. But keep the happy thoughts right consistent. Right? Yeah. Is, that, is that yeah kind yeah, of like yeah you, you follow all the like all, on a grand scale. Yeah, that's kind of, of what everything. It's, what it is. I mean, I believe in. I don't subscribe to it either. I'm just. I, I believe in um, positive affirmations. You know what I'm saying? Because That's part of it. The, well, you know, the Word of God is, is is filled with positive affirmations. You know, I, but I also believe in um, in discipline and you know, in, in work and yeah. you know, and and your journey is is your journey. But the whole, you know, I'm gonna manifest with everything what I want into my life and all of that and. I don't. I don't subscribe to all of that, man. You know. Yeah, because what if we're both manifesting the opposite to each other, and we both 100 percent believe it? Yeah. So right? I, like I, I want to win. You want to win. I'm gonna win. You're gonna. Who's gonna win? Yeah. Somebody the one has that to believes lose. more. 
Yeah, it doesn't, real. you know, it doesn't make sense to me. Law, law, law of attraction is not, that's not my lane, man. I don't, I, like I said, I don't know too much about that. Yeah, he has a nice shirt, John Clash, that says law of attraction, <laughs> but it crosses out the attraction and it says law of action. Law of action. Yeah, I think which, I saw it. Which makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Action over everything. Well, we got to ask you the big question. What's the big question? So, what is it, friend? Is it is it faith or works? Oh, a million dollar question. I yeah. love this. <laughs> um, that's the big question. That, that that splits like Christianity right down the middle, <laughs> right? Like the Catholics and the Orthodox were on the side of its its faith and works, right? When I say we, I mean like as the the Catholics and the Orthodox. Right. The Baptist, from what I know, is on the it's the faith because you cannot earn the 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 right to be in heaven. So can you tell us what how you know the yeah. perspective from your church? So there is um so that 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 question becomes very it that question is a matter of what verse out of the Bible are you taking and are you you approaching, right? So when we say is it by faith or or is it by works, there is a, a law, um there is a law that I want to say Paul writes about in the book of Romans and he calls it the law of faith. You you are you familiar with the law of faith? No. Are you familiar with no. the law of faith? Okay, so the law of faith, and this is the way that I explain it, and I have explained it. The law of faith says that there is only one way that you can obtain or attain to the righteousness of God. Okay? Yes, still with me. There's yeah. only one way, you said. There's only one way. All right, I'm following. Do you know what that way is? Do you know what it is? Well, yeah, I mean, through Jesus Christ. But so, go ahead. how and why? The, well, not so much why, but how. The only, so the, the law of faith says the only way that you can attain to the righteousness of God is through the righteousness of God. Okay. Okay. That is, that is the law of faith. It is a spiritual law. It's not man's law. It's not. Paul's law, it's not the apostles' law, it's not the denomination's law, it's not the Catholic's law, it's not the Baptist law. It is a law of God's kingdom. There is you can you can be uh considered righteousness according to the law of the Bible, but the only way you can attain to the righteousness of God is through the righteousness of God and God's righteousness is his decision to give up his only begotten son. So if we're talking about being righteous, you have to go through that law first. You, you, there's no way around it. You have to go through, and, and that that is faith. But as you go through the law of faith and you pursue Jesus Christ, as you continue to follow him, your life will produce evidence of your discipleship and that is the works part that people talk about right so 
that goes into I believe James where he says if if you uh, show me your show me your faith without your works I'll show you my faith by my works mm. right so yeah. so again I, I gotta I have to get into the law of faith first that's not man's requirement that's not the Catholics requirement again it's not the Baptist requirement or the non-denominational requirement, that's God's requirement that you have to receive what he did for you, right? This is why Jesus says, no man comes to the Father but by me. And there are multiple other scriptures, you know, that, that we can reference. So that's first. But again, as I continue, once I enter in through that law, as I continue to follow Christ, my discipleship will, will produce evidence of my relationship with him. That is the works part, but the works are only as a the result of it's only as a result of the faith. I hope did that make sense? You have to have faith in order to put honest work in. Because you can you can do you can do good works. And Paul talks about this a lot in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You can do good works that appear good, but from a bad motive. Yeah. Right? So I can do the right thing, but that doesn't mean my heart is in the right place. Of course. And there are there are multiple things that that people do. We you know we call them religious people, call them church people, call them whatever you want to call them. Right? There are a lot of things that people do from a standpoint of the the optics of it, meaning it it looks good, but their heart is so far from it. Right? Yeah, you might get a girl from it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Study, study in the Bible, right? For the, for the sake of getting girls. Point, point taken. Point taken. Yeah. So you know, again, man, you, you, it, you, 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 you cannot, you cannot discount or or remove God's law. It's, it's His law. It's, it's a, it's a law within the kingdom of God. The only way to obtain to the righteousness of God is you have to go through the righteousness of God. Your works will never stand up in the presence of a holy almighty god no matter how good you think you are remember what what jesus does on the cross is only in submission to the will of the father so you cannot live your own life or do things your own way independent of independent of honoring what it is that he did in order to bring you back into relationship with him and just say I do good, right? I, I do good or I've done good. You know what I'm saying? You you That's not the way it works. You have to give honor to what he did and believe into righteousness first. That's a heart issue. And as I believe into righteousness, righteousness again, my discipleship and following Christ will bear the evidence. That will be, that's the works. So you would say it's a combination of both led by faith, but anchored in your works? With good More intention, by with the right faith. intention, I would say faith first. Faith first. I would say def definitely faith first, but not without the works. I think if you, I think the, the faith will ultimately produce the works. If if you are really living living by faith, it's going to ultimately produce. It's going to produce the works. It's going to produce the evidence, right? You, you're gonna, you're going to do something different. You're going to move different in your following of Christ in your discipleship than you did prior to having a relationship with with him it's inevitable so when um 
When someone asked Christ, what are the two most important commandments? Oh, I forgot the exact way he asked him, but he replied, love God with all of your heart and love your neighbor, correct? Correct. So if those are the two most important commandments, how does that, um, how does that relate to the faith and works? So you love God, that's the faith. You believe in God, so you love God. Okay. And you love your neighbor. No, actually, you love God, that's the faith. Right? That's the faith. Because it's your belief that God is, is the center of your life. And you prove that by loving your neighbor and with the good works. See, almost, I, no? I, I would be careful. Just This is just me personally. I would be careful to say we prove it. I would prefer to say we demonstrate it. All right, so we demonstrate it. Right. By so loving the neighbor is almost like damn it because if if you love God, but you're not a nice person to anybody around you and you're greedy and all of that, like you might have great knowledge of God, but you're not displaying it at all. If you're not interacting with your fellow man in in some type of caring, innocent, loving way, right? Again, I'd be careful to use the word knowledge. I would say information. Okay. You, you may be informed of God, but information yeah. and knowledge are, are not one of the same. Information is information. Knowledge is relevant truth. I have relevant truth of my relationship with God. I don't just have good information about my relationship with God. Okay. The the and if I if I can if I could give a level of context to you know what Jesus is 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 saying or what we one thing we should take away from that is you said the faith part you never you've never seen god right but you know one of the ways that you know that you you know that you know god is through how you demonstrate him to other people true yeah right and how you receive that demonstration also of when you see that pure love out of somebody and you don't even know this person and you feel like this dude's like an angel, man. Like, like he's just so pure and, and honest. There it is. Yeah, there right. it is. And yep. and when I, when uh, when I can say, when I can genuinely not for the for the optics, right? Not for other people, but when I can genuinely look inside myself and do that introspection and know that I have received the love of God, I can't treat you the same as I would as I would have before I received it. If I can genuinely say that I've God, I've received your love. It's it's too much for me not to demonstrate it, for me not to communicate it into someone else's life. It's too much, right? To to really understand what He did for me and re and, and and process it as much as I can process it in my brain, because we can never fully process it in our human mind. The 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 the. The carnal mind, even the imagination, can never fully process the magnitude of what God actually did for us in Jesus dying on the cross. We can never fully process that. But when we can when we can embrace it and receive it, you understand it from a perspective to where you 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 have to demonstrate him to someone else because you understand how good he's been to you. And you 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 want someone else to receive at least a portion of the love that you know you've received from God. It's impossible not to share it. Again, going back to the, the faith and the works. Mm. You think it's fair to say people start finding 
a real relationship with God and Jesus mid 20s later I feel like younger people don't really get it get it I feel like it's around 25 years and above but below that I feel like it's not really that real relationship I I, I would have to disagree with you um I man I know some people who are young and on fire I mean they're on fire and I know some people who are what we call older, you know, or, or seniors, and you, and they and you look at them and you just wish that they would get some fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Holy fire! I think it's holy fire. Yeah, That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. You know, you wish that you wish that they would get some some holy fire, man. So, go ahead, Mike. You about to no, say I, w- I would think more younger people, like on like not the exceptions, but like the the older you are, the more you face your mortality, and a lot. I, from my experience, I've seen a lot. You know, a lot of people um, get closer to God or try to understand who God is more as they get older because they know that their, their, their death is approaching. And then when you're young, you know, you're young and you're free and you're, you, you feel invincible. I mean, I did when I was younger, but not too many yeah. kids. Like if you walk into a church now, right, almost any Catholic church from my, like I've been to Baptist churches and stuff, but almost any Catholic church, it's all old people. That's why I ask. It's, you know, I feel like yeah. young people aren't really that in tune. You want to feel with, young? With that relationship. When you hit 35, 40, go to church. <laughs> <laughs> you'll feel like you'll be the youngest person there. They might ID you. Uh, they might ID you. Yeah, yeah, when they give the wine. They might ID you, yeah. Now, that, you'll feel like a young buck, bro. Let, How do you feel about that? Maybe, me, maybe it's me, the different churches. Let me challenge that. Can I challenge that? Sure, sure. What about people who get older and leave the faith? I don't see too many of that. Yeah, I don't hear that often. I don't of course, hear it, it happens. Often. I don't see them. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I don't see maybe in your circle, but, but I, I know people who they get older and leave the faith. The Baptist. I don't know if I'm mistaken. Baptist for Pentecostal. Pentecostal or um, in in Arabic we say the Injilia. so the, evangelical. The, yeah, but we really mean Injilia means like the people that read the Bible and just only go word for word with the Bible. But like we, we call those biblicists. Biblicists. So any like um the these churches in my perspective and like what Catholics usually think and Orthodox they think uh like oh they're singing and they're and they're playing music all the time and they're, everybody's standing up and everybody's having like this great social time. Which I think is more attracted, attracting uh, younger people, for sure, in my opinion. And where, so you growing up is like, yeah, there's always youth in the church. It's always flooded with youth. But when I'm growing up, it's like, nah, there's, there's almost no youth there. It's all old people. I think there was a, uh, I don't want to, I don't, I can't tell you, man, whether it was the 70s, 80s, or 90s, but I know that in, in one of those decades, there was a, a very significant, um, very significant push to connect more with young people, so so they wouldn't, so they would have something to be more drawn to, relative to going to church, relative to having a relationship with the Lord, um, you know, and there were different. Uh, we call ministries, you know, like praise dance or 
things like that, you know, that they, they put in, in the church, you know, people who doing spoken word poetry, but doing it, you know, for the, for the love of the Lord, man. And so speaking of that, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here with the, I believe 2003 shark fest rap battle champion at WCC. Uh, you killed it, uh, by the way. I set myself up for that one. One quick man. story. As soon as he said poetry. <laughs> he went up against this girl, right? And everybody thinks, oh, you know, when the girl says anything in a rap battle, at least back in the day, she's going to win automatic because anything she says is going to work. And then the guys usually are derogative towards the woman. This guy was the biggest gentleman. He had everybody going nuts. The whole audience went nuts. He was rapping so nice and polite. And like almost like 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 not a battle. He turned it into like just like like a nice verse for the ladies. And he destroyed it. Oh, and he man. won the rap battle. So he obviously advanced past her. I don't know if you remember that. I don't even I remember the last two rounds, man. I don't even remember the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I it remember was four that rounds. one of the last even... bars you said was that, oh, uh, you're not going to get rich, you're going to die trying or something. <laughs> that was the last, yeah, that yeah. was the last round. That was around when 50, you yeah, know, 50 was, was out. That you, remember, you remember that's crazy. Yeah, 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 I was in that rap battle. I got jerked in that, in that rap battle. What, what round did you get knocked out in? I don't remember, but I remember the booze were coming like crazy when I lost. <laughs> I had the whole audience, half of the, the thing was a stupid center that we were in every day anyway. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that was fun, though, man. Yeah, so, was... were you on the Rough Rider DVD, or was that the year before? Oh, nah, I wasn't on the Rough Rider DVD. I think that was the year before when Fat Man Scoop hosted it. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was fun, too. That I was in a Final Four, and when I lost, Fat Man Scoop was saying, are you sure he lost? You sure? And everybody started booing. Yeah, I, I think I was there for that, but at that time, I thought I was too cool to do the battle thing. And then... When I actually got into the battle, it was more like, I'm just going to have some fun. Yeah, no, he crushed it. Yeah, he he like crushed it. So, to the poetry, do you, have you ever wrote a um, a Christian song? Rap song? Probably. I, I never considered myself a Christian rapper, but the influence is there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't read the the words starting at 14 and, and you know, make music and it, the influence is not there, so. Yeah, because you didn't sound like a Christian rapper in the Shark Fest. <laughs> <laughs> at all. So he must have gave up the learning how to you know, talk to girls and turn that into yeah, yeah, learning yeah. how to write wow. rhymes. That was the transition phase. Wow. Yeah, yo. You were in the Sporty Thieves video, if I recall, yeah, right? Two of them. I was, I was right? in two of them. Two of them. One, of, one of them, noticeable shot, and then, you know, one kind of like the, the camera kind of grazed me yeah <laughs> nice. me. and sporty thieves they're known for the uh the no pigeons and and another song i don't want to reference at this moment yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you yeah, thank yeah, you thank yeah, you yeah definitely definitely shout out to the yonkers rappers though all of them absolutely shout out shout out to yonkers rap man shout out to yonkers rap yeah matter of fact i remember you told us we were sitting in a cafeteria in the student center and we were talking about jada kiss and you came up to us and told us that's actually biblical. And we were like, how so? And you were telling us that the kiss of death was oh, from the wow. Bible. Oh, wow, yeah. Wow, Mike, whoa. I think Rami. And we were, yeah. And you were telling us that the kiss of death when uh, Judas kissed Jesus, Jesus on the cheek. The, the, he said huh? who, when, they, when he betrayed him, you didn't know that that was biblical. Yeah. A lot of people think that it's from 
like mafia movies. Like okay. it's from yeah, like from mob movies. But mm-hmm. the kiss of death is actually that's a biblical reference, man. That's a actually yeah. I, yeah. Wow, wow, Mike, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, so yeah, luckily I got a I got a good memory. It comes in handy, but yeah. so <laughs> the, handy. the kiss of death, yeah. Judas. The guy that betrayed Jesus, one of the disciples, yeah, yeah, yeah. kissed the. He told the the Roman soldiers, I guess, I'll the kiss one who on you see chin. me kiss. Yeah, yeah, the one you see me kiss. That that's he's the betraying one betraying him with the kiss oh, of death. That's the kiss yeah. of death. Yeah, yeah, that's where it comes <laughs> from. <laughs> <laughs> you you would have never even knew that. That's co- never, that comes. Yeah, you know, so never. much stuff, man, comes from the Bible that yeah, people bet. use, man. That we don't even people don't even know, man. Wow, Mike, you got a you got a memory, man. You got yeah, a real man. memory. I, I need it just in case I tell my wife something that's not accurate. <laughs> you know? I'm not. I'm not endorsing just that one. Back. I'm not endorsing that <laughs> one. <laughs> you do confession, by the way. I might need a session. Only off camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only, only off camera, man. That's nice. something that Catholics. I know a lot of Catholics have a problem with, with having to do confession to a priest. And I forgot where it's supported in the Bible, according to what I learned growing up. And you guys don't don't have that exact rule, right? Where like like we have the sacrament of penance, where you're that's when you're allowed to go to the priest and confess, and then he tells you, uh, you know, I, I forgive you, my son, and then he tells you to say like three Hail Marys and the three Our Fathers or something like that, and then they encourage you to do it frequently. Yeah, we there's a a. a if if I can make a reference, man, there is a verse of scripture that says, um, "Confess your faults to one another." That's, yeah, there is. Yeah, that may be where they get it from. Um, you know, and again, that's speculation. But what do you guys do? Do you guys have like a confession, like a box that we go in? <laughs> yeah, like a box. <laughs> Come uh-huh. friend, you got me. I ain't saying for the for the humor, man. No, nah, we don't. We don't have a we don't have a confession box, bro. No confession. Nah, what about box. a suggesting box? <laughs> yeah, nah, no, nah, no, no confession box. I mean, if you, you know, so what is it? so? I mean, I've seen or heard stories where people they're in like a group and then they just confess to each other and they like, like stuff like that. It's healthy, man. Health, it is, I'm yeah, sure. And in the Bible, doesn't it say somewhere about before you, um, before you worship or something, you got to make peace. With whoever, basically whoever you got beef with, you should make peace with. Yeah, leave 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 your leave your gift at the altar, man. Go back and make it make it right with your brother. Go back yeah. and make it right. Yeah. And they tell us something similar, like before we go get holy communion, we should be at peace with whoever we're dealing with yeah. in our life at the time. Yeah. And then the famous um, forgive seventy seven times seven. Is that is that the accurate? Is it seventy times seven? Or seventy times seven? Yeah, he said that. He says, no, I didn't say forgive seven times seven. He said, I told you to forgive him 70, 70 times seven. Yeah, like Jesus implying that you should always forgive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Which, uh, you know, that that can make, um, that can really change somebody's life. Just that principle of forgiveness. Yes, yeah, it's, it's healing, man. Yeah. Because, you know, we, for, the, for a lot of people, I'm not, I won't say everybody, man, but for a lot of people, it's so easy to hold on to bitterness and, and resentment. You know what I'm saying? And in some instances, um, I can understand why people hold on to bitterness and resentment, man. But some for some things, it's like, bro, you got to let that go, man. Like that's not even how long you've been holding like you've been holding on for how many years? Like you're yeah. still not speaking to them over that? Like you you can let that go by now, man. Like I remember hearing a Joe Frazier voicemail 
on his cell phone, right? Where he would mention something about Ali, where he held that on until, like, because Ali dogged him. Right. Right? And, yeah. like, made him, like, an Uncle Tom type thing when Ali was really, I heard, was the one that was more like the Hollywood and not, like, for his people like that. And he held that on, Joe Frazier, where when you call, like, if you're Joe Frazier's boy and you call him, on his voicemail, he'll mention something about Ali being wrong about that. <laughs> wow. Like, I, like, I never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. I never heard One that of my before. professors told me that he, he got divorced. His wife cheated on him. He spent three years not sleeping, not going out, not doing anything. The professor just, or Joe Frazier? No, no, my, one of my professors. Okay. And um, he was an accounting professor, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he was a great teacher. <laughs> but he was... Um, yeah, he was... Uh, he told me he spent three years hating his wife and plotting on them. And then one day he woke up and was like, yeah, I just wasted three, four years of my life, of his life. Every night, staying up late, not going out, not going on dates, not meeting new women at church. And then he realized like if he just forgave from the jump, like she lived the last three years and he suffered for three years just because he wouldn't forgive. Because he wouldn't forgive. It's real, man. Yeah, forgiveness is a it's, it's a real thing, man. They a lot of people say, you know, it's 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 really not about the person. It's really more about you because there's, there's an authority and a, and a power that you give a person when you don't forgive. They really are they are controlling your life from wherever they are in the world, man. If you do not forgive them, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that reminds me of minimalism, where it's like. Not only do you, the the physical items that you hoard are are physical, but they're also mental because you 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 know exactly where you own, where they are. So not they're not only keeping space in your house, but also keeping space in your, yeah, mind. In your mind. Once you let go of it, that's that's why minimalism's about get rid of the stuff that that you don't worry about. Let it go. That that yeah. you don't use, that you don't think about, that's in the back of the closet, in the back of the drawer. Just get rid of that stuff. Wow. You know it's there. It's it's holding space. Physically and mentally, just get rid of it. Let it go. Same thing with that stuff, forgiveness. Yeah. How do you feel about the playoff of that? And then you said before they don't take the reverence don't or pastors don't take a vow of poverty, right? But how do you feel about the people that are conflicted with having and making money and still being a good Christian? I think everything has to be done with decency and, and order, man. Um I think when you're dealing with, and I, and I will use the term, you know, when you're dealing with the black community, there was a, a very significant extended period of time in the United States of America where, you know, black people were made to believe that they, if they had affluence, that they weren't spiritual, they weren't holy, they weren't in right standing with God but they were made to believe that by people who had affluence, right? So how do you how do you make me believe that if I have wealth that I'm I can't be holy or I can't be right with God while you, you know, you yourself have wealth. Um you know, now let's look at the coin side of that. I do believe that everything has abuses, right? There there are obvious abuses man but i don't i don't believe that you know let's look at it from this standpoint i can't help you if i'm broke you know what i'm saying like i if someone comes to me and 
you know, they're being put out. I can invite you to where I live, but if I don't have nowhere to live, I have nowhere to invite you to. And when you come live where I live, I would think that you would, you know, be honorable and extend some type of courtesy, even if I decline it. You know what I'm saying? If you plan on being there for a while. But if I'm in a position, if I'm in the same position of, as you, if you have nothing and I have nothing, then we just have nothing together. So, again, it, it has to be done in, in decency and in order, man. I do believe, like I said, people have, there are abuses. People have taken advantage um, of of the influence of church and, and being in positions of authority. Um, but then, you know, there have been some very, very genuine people, man. And people who have done a lot of things behind the scenes who you'll never see. You know, they'll never talk about it. You'll never know. You know, and, and they are they're using their influence and their affluence uh, in, a, in a way that I believe is appropriate. Hope I answered your question, Mike. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely touched on different aspects of that question because it could be a you know multi-layered question. Like, um, there's a philosopher that says that if you there's nothing wrong with having money, it's just when that money becomes your god, yeah. now it's a problem. Absolutely. And when you see now, let's look at it from a biblical perspective. And I was sharing this the other day, man, people, um, when you look at what we call the, the you know, when we look at the, the, the kingdom of God and, and the New Testament church being established, everybody who is coming, what we say, you know, now people say coming to faith, but everybody who is coming to be a part of the kingdom of God, everybody who is becoming, you know, coming to be a part of the church, all of these people weren't poor people. Some of them were. Mm. Some of these people were, were affluent people again, because you can't, you know, Jesus is, he's establishing the community of believers and you cannot establish a community where there's, there's no, no level of wealth and resource. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there are people who are coming into the kingdom who have affluence. There are people who are coming into the kingdom who, you know, who have nothing. And, and, and that, that balance is what brings people together. Now, you mentioned before in the black community. I got a question. Um, in the, like most Protestants and Baptists are like in the red states in America, right? Like the Bible Belt, Texas, and all of these areas. Uh, how do the views of a black American Baptist or Protestant conflict with the views of a of a traditional white anglo-saxon protestant in terms of like like if they're red states they're probably republicans and most black people in america vote democrat um abortion is a big issue uh you know for a democrat they're usually pro pro pro-choice for a republican they're pro-life for there's issues that the black community you know uh hold dear to them with the with the mindset that you know the the people struggled for a long time in this country but then you're adopting a religion that kind of goes against some of the things that that the people in urban communities you know like where we all grew up hold and and value do you think there's a big distinction between or is it does is there is, does there become like a like a conflict I want to make sure I answer your question. And I'm not sure I followed the thread all the way through because you, you started off with talking about, um, I guess like black Protestants and kind of like white 
Anglo-Saxon Protestants, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the, you know, you spoke about red states and blue states and Democrats and, and, and Republicans. Go ahead, I'm listening. Yeah, sort of like, like there's like you would think most of the red states they're conservative, they're uh, you know they're Protestants, they're Catholics, they're right, and then there's important things to their community, like you said, in uh, according to you, you said that in the black community they equated wealth with uh, with 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 a lack of spirituality or with a with attaining spirituality. You said with with a lack of spirituality, with but lack, that, it, okay. it that was a remember that was a view and not let me not say remember but that was a view that was forced on you know black people like if you had mm-hmm. you know you have money you're you're wicked you're evil but okay. you know how can you tell me that if i have money i'm wicked and evil and i'm working for you <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. like i'm 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 you 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 own me i'm working for you but if i have money if i have affluence then i'm i'm unholy i'm ungodly that that was a view, not the only view, but it was a view. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that is there like a like a prejudice in terms of like still a separation with uh, black people and uh, like black Christians and white Christians? In some instances, in a lot of instances, yes. Yeah, there, there's a there's still a lot of division within the body of Christ, man. Um, whether it's black or white, you know, there's still a, a, a lot of division because we, and I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, man, and, and you know, t- take a, a real, real reach. Um, we have entertained more conversations about what we disagree on than we have conversations about what we can unite on. And as long as, it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, uh, a, a one black group and another black group. It doesn't matter if it's one white group and another white group. It doesn't matter if it's a you know a black group and a white group. It doesn't really matter. That that doesn't matter until we can come together on what we agree on relative to the gospel, and that becomes our our starting point, and everything flows out of of the truth of the gospel. You're gonna always see division, man. It doesn't really like I said the. You, you'll always see the classes, you'll always see uh, the denominations, you'll always see the groups, you'll always see the cliques, you know what I'm saying? That That's going to always be the case. And it's it, again, it's, you know, it's not just black and white, you have white and white, you have black and black, you have, you know, uh, white people who are, who have a certain level of status and affluence, you know, who may look at white people who have not achieved to a certain level of status and affluence, you know what I'm saying? And and, and that becomes the barrier and, and the division. You know, I just I just happen to be black, so I use that as an example because we were talking about money, man, but it's not limited to, to black people and white people, man. The divisions within the body of Christ um, are at, all levels, all races, all walks, all classes, all status, um, you know, all um, political parties, if you will. You know what I'm saying? That that division exists in, in multiple areas. Mm-hmm. What are your overall life goals? My overall life goals? Um... Number one, I want to make sure that I that I please God, man. I want to make sure that I please God, and I want to make sure that 
um, while I'm in this earth that I make an impartation into the lives of, of my, my children, you know, lives, lives of my family, um, and ultimately make an impact in somebody's life as I go through my journey, man, for the sake of the gospel. That's what I live for now. How do you go about helping somebody that doesn't want help? Because some people don't want to find Christ. They don't, they don't want to try. They don't want to look into it. But you know it, it can help them. Everybody wants Christ. So I don't know. The I people that, that physically and, and verbally say, no, I don't want to, but they, they really want it. What I would say is, man, everybody wants, everybody wants love. Everybody wants hope. Everybody wants life. Christ will give you that. Everybody wants, even if they're, they are battling through, through trauma and wounds, everybody wants love, man. Everybody wants hope. Some people are afraid because of what they've gone through, right? Everybody wants life. Some people are afraid because of either what they've gone through or, you know, what, what they are, um, what their fears are in regards to what is ahead of them, man. But everybody wants love. Everybody wants life and everybody, everybody wants hope. And Christ is all of that bundled he's a package deal for all of that man what i would say is you know if if you encounter someone who is resistant the best thing that you can do is just ask questions man and get to know them rather than trying to impose a view on them um because love conquers all love conquers all that's the word man so if you just take time and get to know a person ask them questions from a genuine place you know, hear their story, hear where they're coming from. I believe that, you know, if if that is your time, because the word says one plants and another waters, but the increase is, is God's to give. We don't give the increase. But if that is your time, um, God will give you the wisdom and, and, and make the avenue available for you to reach them. And what I will say is, and, and, and genuine answering, genuinely answering your question, Fran, I think one of the places that we get lost and confused is we think we, we have a, a predetermination of what it looks like and what it means to reach people. And you can't have that. You can't have a preset, a preconceived notion if you're going to reach people. Jesus didn't have a preset, a preconceived notion, how he approached the, the 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 prostitute the help that he gave the woman who was caught caught in adultery wasn't the same help that he had to give to the man who who was um at the pool for you know for for 38 i believe 38 years which was also different than the help that he had to give and provide to the woman at the well you you can't have this 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 cookie cutter um, strategy that you're going to use on everybody who you come in contact with because again if that's your goal like I got this one strategy that I'm going to use and everybody's going to adhere to this one strategy you've already defeated the purpose man you're not you're not reaching anybody again that goes back to that where, you, where your heart is at I, I would add um, I believe Socrates said this I'm not sure um, you know don't tell me your philosophy show me yeah. your philosophy you know, so Lead with by your example. actions, absolutely. You know, they they pick up. Wow, like if you if you're ever around like a lot of these like uh, I don't know in English, like I said, maybe biblicists or evangelia. 
you would be like, wow, these like these are like really happy people. Like they're just genuinely so happy. The poor ones, the broke ones, the handicapped ones, like all of them. They're just so genuine and so loving and so caring. You can't help but notice. You know, they don't have to tell you about it. They'll tell you about it, trust me. They'll tell you about the, the, the Christ for sure. But you'll see it. You'll see it from, from the way they, they, they live. And, you know, it's it's attracting. You know, who doesn't want it, like you said, who doesn't want the hope? Who doesn't want that life, that hope, and that love, love yeah. And that Everybody love. definitely wants yeah. love. What is your feelings on uh, on being pro-life or pro-choice as a as a Christian? Reverend Kareem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got no a pressure. Yeah, nah, nah. That's that's not a hard question to answer, man. I'm 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 pro life all day, man. I, I I believe in life, though I understand, you know, from a from a medical standpoint that there are there are instances, man, where um abortion happens, man. There was, you know, I, I can use my own life as 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 the the example, man. Um end of 2019 going into 2020 man my wife was she was pregnant and she was pregnant she had an atopic pregnancy and you know i'm not I'm not trying to be nasty not that my wife she was hemorrhaging you know ridiculously and if it wasn't for you know if it wasn't for that 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 modern medicine intervention i might have lost my wife man and that's not you know that's wow. that's not a you know, you can look and say, well, you know, look at the hand of God and, you know, and people people have a lot of a lot of theories, man. And that, and that may be an extreme, but it's an extreme that I lived through, wow. you know, and it, and, and it was it was so Im impactful that I was I was catering to my wife. And I believe it may have been maybe like two or three months later, man, I just I just broke down and started crying. I didn't even realize that subconsciously. I was grieving the loss of a child that I never even held, never even saw, mm. because I was just I was I was happy that we were going to have a child, and I didn't. When that happened, you know they they call it the removal of a pregnancy, but in all reality, it's an abortion. You know yeah. that's what it is. But I have to now weigh out my wife, who has our our children, right? Who my children need their mother, right? Or Let's just let life and nature take its course and see whatever happens and, and take that risk and that gamble. And some people are like, well, you know, you didn't have any faith. Well, maybe I didn't have enough faith at that time. But I knew that I knew that my children needed their mother, right? So for me, it, it was, and this is, and I'm not making this up for the sake of the, you know, the, the broadcast or whatever, man. This was real. My wife, she literally, um, we have what we call watch night service. So that means, you know, we go from, from one year into the next year, we are in church. Like we, you know, people ring out the year like they're in the yeah, club. Yeah. Like we're we're in church. And they close the lights, right? And I know the average church that I believe they close the lights, then they light the fire. Well, we we pray. But you know, she doesn't make it easy to meet people though. But you know. <laughs> <She's> crazy, <man. laughs> but my wife asked me, man, I was I was literally December thirty first. I was in in the hospital with her. You know, she was down in the city because the hospital that they had her in, they they couldn't do it, so they had to you know transport her down to the city. Um, and she literally said to me when I left her, she said, "Can you just please, just if you can't do anything, just get me on the phone because I can't be in church. I just I just want to. I'm so grateful to God to be alive that if you could just get me on the phone. So while I'm in church, 
my wife is in the hospital and I like, you know, she just wants to give a, just give God praise, man. And again, you know, I am pro-life all day, but that's the situation that we had to go through as a family, man. So I, I understand. And that, again, that's an extreme, but when you cut off all avenues of, you know, I'm, I'm pro-life. So under no circumstances, be careful what you say. Because you may not, you may have never been in that situation. I never thought that I would be in that situation. That's a deep situation. It, it is. That's no and, and when they, when they, when they tell you, um, we either remove the pregnancy or you possibly lose your wife. For me, it wasn't even about me. It wasn't about my wife. It was about our children. Like she has children. I can't go back and tell my children. I, I lost mommy because of this. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, can't, I can't go back and tell my children that. So, you know, like I said, you can you can be pro-life, but when you are put in certain situations, man, um, you, you have a level of compassion for people. That's what I'll say. It gave me a level of compassion. Do you think that people should have the choice? Like, we're pro-life, right? Like, I'm pro-life as well. But do you think just because I'm a Christian, everybody has to follow my belief? I don't think because you're a Christian, everybody's going to follow your belief. And I, I don't think, I don't think. Like, do you think it's okay that America would say, okay, people can have an abortion? Or can or can, cannot. Can or cannot. You think that their involvement in whether people are allowed to have an abortion is okay? No, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't. I don't think abortion is a good thing. I don't believe in abortion. I don't either. But do you think people should have the choice? Not that you're pro, like you're pro-life. Right. But you're, you chose to be pro-life. You're not pro-life because your father said, God rest his soul, God told you, you better be pro-life because you're a Christian. You had the choice. Do you Correct. think people should have the, have the ability to choose to be pro-life versus it's mandatory no matter what because, you know, because it, it's against the law? Again, I have to go back to my situation, man. I, I believe in pro-life. Um, I believe that if there was more support around the family unit, I believe that people would make different decisions. I don't believe... I believe that the the, the choice of abortion to the magnitude that it, it has become, I don't believe that it would be such a conversation if, if we came really back to the family unit, to the family structure. And if it was not allowed to have an abortion at that time, would you have been able to get the abortion? Like if it was illegal to get abortion, like some states, I believe it's state by state, right? I don't really know, to be honest. I, I, I think it's state by state. Don't make me lie, though. I'm not good at it. If it is, if it was, if it was illegal in New York, I'm assuming it's happening in New York, if it was illegal to have an abortion, what would have happened in that scenario with the medical... Would, they, would the doctor be able to push it and say, no, we're going to have it because we got to save the lady? I don't know. Or is it like, no, sorry, it's pro-life over here and, and she's just going to have to die? I don't, I don't know, man. But imagine that. I, honestly, you Mike, know, I don't forbid, know, man. But yeah. that's, that's pretty deep. That's, um, well, what's, what's deep is this whole time I'm thinking you, you, you're, you're technically pro-choice because of the choice you made. But when you're saying pro-life, it's your wife's life. So it's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was like a moment right there. 
Right. Nah, I don't. Chose your wife's life. He's pro-life. But he made the choice. <laughs> so well, you're pro-choice, but for a but life, so you're pro-life. He had to be pro. Well, well talk it, about it. it. It's it's a tough one. If you didn't have the ability to choose, your wife would have been dead. God forbid. I don't even like to think about that. Save mom. Yeah. You know that's a pro-choice. Yeah. Even though, in our heart, we're pro-life. But without that option to choose, just that could have been over for the family. Words and God bless your wife, by yeah, the absolutely. way, and your family, man. Absolutely. Thank you. And, absolutely. Thank you. And I personally believe you will see that that baby in, in heaven. Um, however, let me ask you a question about Christians and their support for the state of Israel, right? And what is that connection? From what I understand... Something about that if you bring up on the Armageddon, Jesus is coming, and Jesus is only coming if a series of events happen, happens, including the return of the state of Israel. Is that accurate to say? Yeah, you're talking about end-time prophecy, right? Okay. So there, there are a lot of people who believe and, and, and delve into and hold very dear to what is called end-time prophecy. So there are um, a number of events that, that Christians look look at um, relative to the return of Jesus Christ. Um, and you're asking me, what do I think about the support for Israel? Well, I mean, right now, right in uh, right now, there's there's a, a, a nasty war going on in Israel and Palestine, the Holy Land, okay. right? And um, you know, there are things that are happening where people are choosing sides and there's a lot of people choosing the Palestinian side and there's Christians that always choose the, the side Israeli Israel. side. Right. And uh, and why, why do you think Christians are so compelled to choose the Israeli side? I thought it was because of the end time prophecies. So my, my thought on that is... Um, I'm always, I'm always leery, Mike. Um, and this may not be the popular view, but I'm always leery of people who call themselves believers. You know, we we use the, the term Christians. I'm always leery, especially in the in these United States of America, because this is you know where I live. This is where I was raised. This is where I understand the dynamic. Um, I'm leery of those who are so set on praying for Israel relative to winning wars and, and owning territory, but we don't pray for Israel as consistently and, and as vehemently I'll use that word um, relative to coming into knowing Jesus Christ knowing and and receiving and accepting Jesus Christ as as Lord and Savior I'm, I'm always leery about that um, Jesus himself said that there would be wars and rumors of wars so whether it's Israel and, and Palestine not that I'm in favor of war or you know whether it's um, Russia and please Ukraine. forgive me, Russia and Ukraine. 
there's going to be a war. There's going to be wars in, in the earth because wars come from, they come from divisions. They come from, um, you know, selfishness. They come from greed. They come from differences of, of perspective, right? So at the end of the day, when you look at any war, it's for some level of control of, of resource, whether it's land, whether it's oil, whether it's people, you know, whether it's, it's, it's food, War is always at the heart of it. It's it's always dealing with some level of of control that that one group or you know is trying to gain over another man. But like I said, I'm I'm always leery of of people who who in these United States of America who hold so dear to being a, a Christian and they they want Israel to win to win to win relative to war and they're praying for Israel to win in war. But in times of peace, we're not praying for Israel to come to a relationship with the Lord to 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 know and to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That that always strikes a chord with me, man. Do you think because you're a black American and black people suffered in this country a lot, do you think that leads you to more being compassionate towards the Palestinian plight versus like almost every other Christian and just blindly supporting one side over the other? Or Subconsciously, that may have something to do with it. But for me, it, it, it wouldn't matter. Because again, man, if, if I am believing that, that Israel is the, the chosen people of God, then ultimately I have to believe in their acceptance of, of of jesus christ you know as lord and savior whether i'm i'm black or white right whether it doesn't matter what, what my skin color is it doesn't matter you know what my my nation of origin is if if i believe that jesus christ is is lord and savior and i believe the bible is the bible relative to god's word then i have to believe that Israel as as a nation, Israel as a people, um, I have to believe to for them to come into accepting Jesus Christ as, as Lord. Or I am I don't believe my faith the way that I may want other people to believe that I believe my faith. I like that. I never heard that perspective of of saying, okay, we pray for them to win, not we as in me and you, but you know, the Christians pray for them to win the war, but then why are you not praying for them to become Christians or accept Christ? Right. Um, I, my, my view is, um, my view is, is, is a, what I call a, a gospel centric view. And the gospel centric view is, um, that Christ suffered and died for everybody. Not, not just Israel, you know, not just Palestine, not just Ukraine, not just Russia, not just United States of mm -hmm. America, not just black people, not just white people, yeah. not just Arabs, that he died for everybody. Um, it's, it's the suffering of Christ, it's the resurrection of the dead and repentance and remission of sins preached in his name to all nations, Palestine included, Israel included, mm -hmm. Russia included, Ukraine included, United States included. You know, it, 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 it's not, we cannot exclude anyone as it relates to sharing the gospel with them. And my my prayer in this time and in this season, man, has really been about 
um, those those who are there, whether they live there or whether or not they they've gone there or they have a you know a burning to go there, people who are going to you know preach the gospel and may lose their lives for the sake of preaching the gospel. That's really who my prayers have been with in this time, man. There are people who, again, they're going to share their faith um, from a genuine place, man. They're really, really going to share it from a place of love. And they're going to lose their lives in this time and in this season. And they have, they've made peace with that, man. But in order to, in order to spread the message and the love of Jesus Christ, they're willing to do that. So my, my prayer is, is for those people, um, their families, whether, whether or not, you know, they were born Jewish or whether or not, you know, they were born Palestinian, you know, either way, man, my, that's, that's what my prayer is. So, if a bomb drops on a little Muslim baby's head, he's gone, right? Three months, five months, whatever, which probably recently happened. Mm -hmm. Is this baby going to heaven because he's Muslim or not going to heaven because he's Muslim? In your Christian point of view. Not saying, do you think he deserves it or not? You as a, a teacher of of the religion and as a lifelong learner, you know, of the religion. What's happening to this baby? Um I don't believe I don't believe that any child at that age is a Muslim the way we understand to be a Muslim, nor do I believe that any child at that age is a Christian the way we understand Christianity, because ultimately, in order to be a Muslim or a Christian, you have to have made a decision. Mm -hmm. um, what I what I will not do in this moment, and hopefully in, in, in no other moment, is you know try to pretend like I I have the mind of God figured out to to that degree. My hope is because you know you're talking about three and five month old babies that they ultimately man that 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 baby will will. will will rest in the in, in, in the kingdom of God, man, that that baby will will find rest in in, in, in the love of God. Um but I again I don't I don't think anyone at three months or five months and I, by no means do I condone shedding innocent blood. Under no circumstances yeah. do I can I condone I believe it's you know it's an abomination, man. Um but my hope is and my my, my belief is that that baby will, will end up in heaven. That's a beautiful answer. So what about the flip side? Nice little old lady, doesn't know any, uh, you know, doesn't follow Christ. Beautiful lady, mother, dedicated her whole life to the family. You know, nobody's perfect, but, you know, the sweet old lady, she's dying, bomb dropped over her head. Is she going to heaven if she's not Christian? Again, um, what I never want to do is pretend like I have an answer. My question is, has she had an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of her life? That's my question. You Assuming know. she didn't. You know, because we're talking, what, a third of the world, a little less than a third of the world is Christian, maybe 25% okay. is Christian, right? I don't know what that What happens to the rest of the world? I mean, in, in Catholicism, if you you got to rush to get baptized or the baby's not... You know, there's a problem for the baby after it dies, which I, you know, I personally don't agree with. 
Right. Well, like purgatory? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, like a purgatory, I guess. I don't know if it's exactly purgatory, so I don't want to say that, but the um but your answer was so beautiful that like wow, like it, it's a baby. Forget Muslim, forget Christian. It's still a, you know, it's just a little innocent. Yeah, baby. they haven't had opportunity to make yeah. a decision. Yeah, it's what an innocent. answer. That's yeah, a beautiful that, answer. They though. haven't had the like opportunity that. to, to choose over the innocence. The innocence is, is yeah. blank. I got a question for you. Another one. Another one. <laughs> Let's go. Who's more innocent? A kid or an adult man or woman that does the right thing, they know right from wrong, and they choose and want to, not just choose to, they actually want to do the right thing. Who's more innocent? See, I think when when you're you're asking questions that are I don't I don't I don't know if it's I think it's subjective I think subjective is the right word I don't know if it's subjective or objective don't make me don't make me lie man I think you're asking questions that um some of the stuff you 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 gotta kind of play God and I'm not I don't I, I try not to do that Mike like you know who's who's more innocent who's been exposed to more or well, what know? is more innocent there are not some, saying remember not saying you Kareem is supplying these you as a student of the faith what would this religion say or what would this sect say about these topics that's like so when i ask you these questions they yeah. come from that perspective again i still think <laughs> I, I, what I, would I, you say? the adult i like the adult yeah according to a philosopher swedenborg says the adult because the adult's consciously choosing not to do wrong and not just choosing, wants to do the right thing versus a kid that doesn't really have the evil in him to make a decision. Well, that's not true. There are a lot of kids got a lot of evil in them, bro. Bad, but not evil. Like, man, like, listen, there's some kids that got some evil in them. Oh, I ain't, maybe they're not evil, but they got some evil in them, Mike. There's some yeah. kids that got some evil in them, man. Like, let's stop playing. <laughs> yeah, I think subjective is what. <coughs> yeah, yeah there's like some a, kids that got some evil in them. You got to take a lot into consideration answering something like that. But, yeah, yeah, do. like what what age is the kid? But I would go, How do he I would grow go up? with that with the adult. <laughs> yeah, the adult just it automatically sounds like the better. You would choice. assume that the kid just wants this thing like he wants the thing so he's gonna break the rules to get it versus the adult that he he might want it but you know what he knows it's wrong and he's not gonna do it you know and i think that's more innocent because yeah. he's turning away from the bat and from the evil versus yeah. the kid that just you know he doesn't know anybody so let me let me let me let me let me reposition that right there are some adults who have done what we would call wrong in their adult life. And when they come to a relationship with the Lord, they have such a, a, a purging because of the realization of what they've done. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there are children who um, have done what we would call wrong who grow up to be adults and they have just as little they have just as little remorse i want to make sure i say it correctly as an adult as they had as a child and there's been no change mm -hmm. there's been no change so again 
when you're really when you're dealing with matters of the heart, man, it's it's God is the one who 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 weighs and and yeah, because God can see the the true intentions and the that's it, man. Desires, that's Amen. it. Yeah, yeah. That that's God weighs the, the the thoughts and intents of a man's heart. You know, you can think you know. Someone again, someone can do the the, the most beautiful act externally. Oh, that was amazing, and, and and the motive behind it was just so impure, man. Yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. But God knows. God sees, and God knows. He he's he weighs that. Yeah, amen to that. That's true. We're approaching the end. If you could plug how people could find you, anything you have going on that you like to share, and any advice you like to give the viewers. Uh how people can find me. Anybody, my enemy knows how to find me. My enemies know how to find me, man. Um, the virtual streams. Virtual streams is on Facebook Live. Um, virtual streams is also on YouTube. You literally can go to YouTube and type in virtual streams. Um, there, you can also type in the word with Reem. You can type in the word with Reem on YouTube. But if you're looking for me on Facebook Live, go to virtual streams. Um, I'm usually live at five. Live at five. <laughs> live at five. We used to do that. That yeah. Bible study during COVID. Live you know, at five. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. E Eastern Standard Time, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in New York. Live at five Eastern Standard Time for the Word with Reem. Um, that's like almost every Sunday. Um, you know, some some days I do miss. Like I was in California this past weekend, so. I didn't make it, you know. I didn't. I didn't do my broadcast, man. But just about live at five Eastern Standard Time, almost every Sunday, man. Um, you want to connect with me? You can hit me up on social media. I think it's the word with Reem and the number two. My wife did that. Don't. I don't ask me what the number two is for. She said she set the page up. Don't ask me what it's for, man. Or you can just find me on on Facebook at you know Kareem Dorsey. So, yeah. Awesome. Anything you want to end it off with? Any even advice, Mike? Anything? Um. How about you? If someone, Muslim, not Muslim, Jewish, atheist, wants a relationship with Jesus Christ, what is this? What was the advice you're gonna to give to this person? How do they embark on this relationship? Oh man, first thing I'm telling you is open up your heart, man. Open up your heart. Like if you really want a relationship with the Lord, um, open up your heart and begin to tell Him. That you you want you want him to come in. You want to receive him. You want to know him. Um, and if you if you a approach the Lord from a pure place, you know not you know God. If you're real, just show me. Let me know that you're real because I don't believe in you. But if you really open up your heart to the Lord, man, um, he'll come in. He will have a relationship with you. He will have fellowship with you. Um, and that that life and that that love and that hope that you know we spoke about earlier, man, it it, it can be. It will be yours, man. It, it will it will belong to you. Um, get in the Word. I would recommend you know get get in the Word. Like open up your Bible, read your Bible. Um, find you a, a, a house of worship. Align yourself with a, a group of believers, man, who can support you in your journey and in your search. Um, you know, someone who can who can disciple you. Who you know you're comfortable with being. Let me not say that you're comfortable with someone, you know, who will hold you accountable in your relationship with the Lord, who you will, you know, let hold you accountable because that, that's that's huge, man. Um, and I think that's it, man. That's 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 really 
that's that's the the starting point you know getting the word getting prayer um getting fellowship and, and you know let god lead you from there powerful powerful episode thank you very much for watching peace and love